Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live, the big match preview here uh, from the Valley. I'm Louis Mendes, your host. Joining me in the studio here at the Valley is uh, Tom Wallin. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, not bad. Thanks, Louis. Excellent stuff. And joining us here uh, is uh, Nathan Muller. How are you doing, Nath? Yeah, not bad, mate. Living the dream, you? Yeah, yeah I'm all right. I'm all right. Still uh, reeling from that wonderful 4-1 victory. Uh, not often I get to say that uh, yeah. against, uh, against Rotherham last week. On tonight's show, we will be discussing the signings that Charlton have made uh, throughout the, uh, the week on transfer deadline day. We've Brought in a couple of uh, players, funny for their own reasons, but both of them funny. Uh, one of them fanny, and um, uh, and uh, then if, uh, we'll talk about the player, the one, the one that got away, uh, Johnson Clark Harris. Uh, we'll talk about Adam Olerman, the one that's still here. Then we're going to have a quick break and talk about Jordan Cousins' comment in the news shopper today about uh, Jose Riga. Talk about the coaches to Preston. Then we'll look ahead to this Saturday's game with Bristol City, uh, and uh, we'll hear from Jose Riga's press. Uh, well, it's not really a press day's interview with the club, basically, which he did uh, at the Valley today. But, of course, um, transfer deadline day during the week, was it Monday? Monday was transfer deadline day. Yeah. And uh, Charlton swooped uh, to to sign uh, Yaya Sonogo and Rod Fanny. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get the Yaya Sonogo <laughs> out of the way first. <laughs> um, and uh, and we'll talk about Rod, in, uh, Rod Fanny later on. Um uh, uh, not Ars- not Arsenal's greatest player. No, I don't think we fought off a lot of competition for him, have we? Really? Um, yeah, very obviously very young, very raw, but uh, yeah, didn't impress at Arsenal, didn't impress at Palace, and by the sound of things, hasn't impressed at Ajax either. So, yeah, just looking at a, a piece in the Metro during the week, uh, Arsenal's Yaya Sonogo touched the ball just thirty times while on loan at Ajax. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, the, the, they've had, they've had busier ball boys this season. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> uh, think. Um, yeah, obviously, like I say, he's young. He hasn't made much of an impression yet, but he's you know he's back up, isn't he? Carlin obviously needed to go out on loan. We knew that, and Tony Watt Riga clearly wasn't happy with his state of mind and chose to get rid of him. So he needed another body in there. I don't think he's going to start ahead of the likes of Lutman or Mackinock or Reza, but he's another option when we're there. And who knows? You know, we work wonders with Cochalan. We've done it with Alex Song when he came here. So Frimpong aside, our Arsenal loanees have often performed so we'll see but yeah I'm not holding out a great deal of hope for him yeah I mean to, I mean it's, it's way too early to, to say from from what it's going to be like at our sort of um level but you know do, do, you, do you think it was a slightly strange signing ever? perhaps I don't know perhaps I, I said on Sunday show that I think once you get to the last day of the January transfer with it there is a bit of desperation kicking around and I don't know if, the, if this feels like his goal route. I mean I asked um I have mates who are Palace fans and I asked him how we got on there and uh, I, I just said to him, oh, it looks like we're signing that Yaya Sonogo. And he put, uh, good luck, he's awful. I mean, obviously, the, that is Palace in the Premier League, though, so you never know. Yeah, I mean, it was. Um, we spoke about it uh, last preview where um, we said it's going to be hard to sort of attract the sort of players that we're going to be excited about in a January transfer window um, from the get-go, let alone when you're sort of struggling down the bottom anyway. So 
Um, I, w- I must. Admit, I was expect. I was expecting a um, forward to come in, obviously, because Riga said um, I would never have picked Yaya. Yeah, yeah, um, so no goal. Uh, so no go. But um, what? Uh, I mean, I was. I was looking. Just looking at his stats. And I mean, f- f- at the start of his career, because he's only twenty three, but at the start, he sort of had one. All through the uh, French under twenty ones and all that, he's sort of one in two, and then all there, he was one in two as well. But he hasn't scored since two thousand and thirteen professionally. So um, yeah, I mean, it, like, like Tom said, he's not going to start, but it's another body that we're going to need in. It's, you know, he's pacey, mm. um, he's tall, so it gives us that extra bit of dimension, really, something that we haven't already haven't got. So yeah, I don't know. You know, jury's out on him, but um, it's better than us not signing anyone and being short mm. again. So I guess from an Arsenal point of view, they'd be. Um quite happy obviously what we did with, with Cockerlan they'd, they'd be quite happy for him to come out here and get gain his experience as you mentioned Alex Song as well you know players have come to us and, and got some good experience and I guess perhaps that's what Arsenal are thinking yeah definitely I think we've we've got to give him a chance I saw as soon as we signed him the amount of people on, on Twitter saying you know that he was rubbish and he weren't going to do anything and that might turn out to be the case but we've got to give him a chance you know mm. If he if he does come in and gets a couple of goals early on you know he's going to silence a lot of people very quickly because there's been one or two games that he has really impressed for Arsenal. I know they're sort of pre-season or... Yeah, he got four against Benfica, didn't exactly. he, in one game? But, you know, irrespective, that's still four goals against Benfica. Yeah. That is good. Even then, I know, I know I'm like, this is, again, this is probably being slightly harsh, but there's a journalist I follow on Twitter called Tom Victor. Right. And he tweeted that Yaya Sonogo is the only player he's ever seen look out of his depth in a game where he scored four goals. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, if he's out of his depth with us and scores four goals, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, exactly, so, yeah. Yeah, as I say, I'm not, I'm not that optimistic that he's going to do well but at the same time I want to give him a chance to yeah. prove himself and mm. see what he can at, do at, at this level I mean um, I, I just say you, you, when, when you see signings like this you take to Twitter to try and see what people <laughs> sort of make of it and um, uh, I, so I clicked on the, uh, the the story where Arsenal tweeted that he was coming to us just to see what the reactions of Arsenal fans were and they were generally like well you know good luck to him or he's rubbish he's never going to make it here but there's, there's this one guy who I think at the start of the tweet, it sounded like he was being really like discerning, like really, he was really understanding and really trying to back back Yaya and, and thinking this could be a good move for him. But by the end of it, I think I think he shows his true colours. So this is a uh, someone called Pale Punk on Twitter who says Cockerlan came back from there a different man. Let's hope this Bambi on ice does the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not holding out a lot of hope, is he? I don't think. Yeah, and uh, obviously I have bleeped that because you can't really say that word on on Charlton Live or on any respectable podcast. Um... <laughs> Apart from Big Brother, they done it, didn't they? Did they? Did they have their own podcast, though? Oh, no, they're not Ma- good as Magic Sponge definitely do as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've heard it a lot on there. Yeah. It's not um, as good as this one, no, Magic no, Sponge. Okay, like, like I said, we, we were in a situation where we had to bring in some strikers. Obviously, we've, mm. we've lost Vaztay to Turkey as a... Yeah, forgot about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so did we. <laughs> and um, and Tony Watt to Blackburn. So we, we needed some bodies in there, I guess. Yeah, no, and... Um... You know, uh, like Tom said, you've got to give him a chance. You know, Cochrane came at the same age and probably at the same sort of level of his Arsenal career, but it's sort of his last last chance saloon, really. So to make it and hopefully has the same impact as Francis does or Francois, however you say it. But um, yeah, we yeah we just needed to get bodies in, like you say, and um, yeah, and I, I don't know. It's just I, I, he's not going to start, but yeah, I just I think Arsenal will be probably they're going to be again just going to hope that he does well but if he doesn't it's not going to be the end of the world and uh, for them, them anyway, no, yeah. it, no, could be, it could be a bit more oh, well, yeah exactly yeah um funnily enough i was watching on twitter as well thinking about one that got away last week the uh the reese oxford who we accidentally kept breaking news for on the charlton live <laughs> yeah um he, they showed him scoring an absolute worldie in training today west ham oh. yeah which made me sad maybe maybe do a red angry face on twitter um uh <laughs> 
Yaya Sonego said he spoke to Cockerland about coming here, and, and Cockerland said about how good a club it is. So I guess there's still a, still a bit of that Cholton feeling around when, when players talk about talk about the club. Yeah, that's good to hear, obviously. And uh, you know, Cockerland obviously did well for us and enjoyed his time here, although it was fairly brief. And <laughs> then he went in to run the Arsenal midfield. Yeah, yeah, I love exactly. I love telling the story that uh, Cockerland made his debut away at Leeds. He came off the bench for about half an hour. He played really well. I went up to him and asked him if he thought he had enough to, to break into the Charlton team. <laughs> Six weeks later, he was Arsenal's best player. It's <laughs> yeah. Man City, wasn't it? As well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tore him apart. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, the other signing we've made. Let's get this over and done with. <laughs> um, uh, experienced defender. Experienced. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> uh, uh, we've signed ourselves Rod Fanny. <laughs> I mean, that's a name that emotes, emotes all sorts of feelings, doesn't it? And um, Disgust. Dis- <laughs> well, talk, talk for yourself. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to take us a few weeks to get over the fact he has a phony name, but in, in t- I mean, another body at the back, and that's, that's what you need, really. You need someone shoring it up around the back, don't you? <laughs> you, need, you do need cover for um, the little one, though, don't you? Yeah. Chris Solly. Um, yeah. I mean, so he, he can play. He's a player, isn't he, Rod Fanny? He can play. Um, <laughs> he can play. Uh, was it right back or centre back? Am I right there? Yeah, he I... can play either or. So, yeah. um, but I think predominantly. Can he play in the hole? <laughs> I think predominantly he's a right back. <laughs> I think, but I think yeah, he, he plays all over. Yeah, he's yeah. A, yeah. And, okay, good, and good all rounder. Good all rounder. Excellent. Uh, 122 appearances for Marseille. I mean, these, these are good teams. He's played for Rennes, Lens. Obviously, surprised he doesn't play for Paris Saint Germain because, as we know, that is the city of love. That's true. Yeah, I uh, the one video I, I remember of him was when Lucas Moira took it round about eight players. There's plenty of videos of him. <laughs> yeah, if you look, you know where to look. Yeah, he, uh, he took it round about eight people and was going to score the best goal ever, and it was Rod Fanny that cleared it off the line. Uh, and uh, I hated him for that, and now now I'm not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be talking a lot about his football, are we? Are nah, we? Let's be honest, yeah, he's not, we're not going to let the football do the talking here. Nah. Um, good dribbler. <laughs> <laughs> he is, no, he's is one of the stats that the, the, the good dribbler. was tweeted, yeah, he is, I think he had one of the most uh, dribble, one of the most dribbles <laughs> for a defender in Europe over the last couple of seasons, I saw a stat, which is interesting actually, but you know, that, that could help. If he's still doing it at 34, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, you sort of, you sort of lose your performance as you get older. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Uh, this is this is the part of the podcast I've been dreading for uh, for weeks yeah. for all week. Since Monday, yeah. At least we got out of the way though. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah. Until whenever Sunday. Yeah, if he scores a screamer, mm. yeah, top corner. Um, <laughs> uh, and he uh, he also spoke with uh, he spoke to a former Charlton player, Solomon Diorara, mm. Diara, um, uh, defender in the Premier League days, the one who wore the gloves. Um, he's a so again, Charlton's reputation goes before them, and and he, and he spoke well. Um, but like, we, we we talk about the transfer policy at this club again, and obviously we we brought in here uh, an experienced player, very similar if you look at experience to the sort of Alu Diara mob we saw last season. So it'd be interesting to see how he performs. But again, you know, whereas I think signings like this are surely going to help us if, if he's any good, which I, I believe he, I expect he will be. I've got more hope for him than I do for Yaya, so no goals. But, mm. um, you know, um, it, is, it just feels a bit panicky again. Like, we have to, we get to the second half of the season and we know we have to sign this sort of players because we haven't done the right things in the start of the season. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the difficulty is, I mean, in all seriousness, with um, we don't we don't have a backup right back really, do we? So if if, if Solly gets it, you know, and he gets injured or whatever. Um, and we're going to be relying on someone, say he gets injured for the rest of the year, it's going to be hard to try and attract a positive player who's going to come in in a mould, because we don't even know what division we're going to be in. You know, we're not 12th and safe for relegation where you could probably go and buy someone and then have next year as a as a sort of looking looking ahead. But you're going to need someone who can slot in, who's quite experienced. Um, slot in. Tighten <laughs> <laughs> <Tighten> things up. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, think it's a, I think it's quite a shrewd sign. Yeah, I know it's not, Probably on a thirty-four and that, but I think as a as a plot, like we always bang on about, you know, it's another sticky plaster over it. But if we're going to be doing that now, I think Rod is probably one of the. Don't call him Rod. Come on, <laughs> everyone knows. Everyone's downloaded this podcast to hear us say Fanny over and over again. Even Riga says that later, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, oh, does he? He calls Sonogo Yaya, but he calls Rod Fanny just Fanny. Does yeah. he? Yeah. I don't think Jose actually does. Oh, surely Jose knows about what Fanny means. You in, in seriousness, though, as well, we've got quite a few Tuesday games coming up, mm. and we know Solly sometimes struggles to play Saturday, Tuesday yeah. every week. So again, mm. that might offer cover there. Yeah, and I do, I just wonder because, like I say, you can play centre back as well. I do wonder because I I I, I, meant, I know this this might sound quite harsh, and I, but I did mention it on um, a Sunday show that I think Harry Lennon has been slightly at fault for a couple of goals now. And whereas yeah. you know, I, I you can see that Harry Lennon's certainly going to be a great defender for us. Mm. He's got the heart. He's good in the air. But every now and then he makes a couple of mistakes, and that's what you don't want to. As a young player, you don't want to be in that firing line the entire time. It's difficult we to both said that, didn't we, on Sunday? Yeah. That he just needs taking out the firing line for a bit and getting a bit mm. of a break because he, he has been good for us. But like you say, there's a couple of mistakes have crept in. I think there was a, sometimes a bit of his over eagerness as well. Yeah. So he sort of so there was a couple. Of, I remember there was a couple of home games where he's rushed in and he's gone through the back mm. of someone, and it's been like near the touchline or something stupid. I think it was Saturday. He's sort of dodgy header. Was that him or it was? Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it? for the, so, the goal that they scored. And oh, I've had um, people blaming Morgan Fox for that goal. We no. talk, again, we talked about this yeah. on Sunday. There's no way you could blame him for that. Yeah, because what any natural fullback would do. It, yeah, you have, you have to cover in. You have to have to, if, if one of your central defenders is mm. gone and there's a man on the edge of the box, you have to cover in. Unfortunately, mm. otherwise you leave one man against probably two attackers. Mm. Morgan covers in, and that's why the guy who was on the ball has to go out right then to, to that, Then that would point to Zach because then you'd it, Zach should read the thing saying right he's got he's out of position. Fox is gone in central and obviously I've got to cut back in to cover but that was Sunday but um, I mean going back to Fanny um, I think even you know he's French actually he's French isn't he yeah yeah. yeah. so I mean I think it's going to be I think it'll be good for people like Lennon um, Naby Sarr who speaks French also I think it's going to give them that another bit of another bit of experience really where they can sort of learn especially Naby um, obviously him being French now I'm not saying he can't speak English but I just think it makes I don't know, for now it just makes a little bit more sense. I'd rather Fanny come in and some random sort of Belgian right back that no one's heard of or something. Do you know what I mean? It just seems a bit bit more sensible. I'm not saying it's the best <laughs> signing ever. Of course I ain't, but, well, name-wise it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think that's enough of that for one day. Uh, right, I think that's, uh, that's all we've got to say on, on, on Rod Fanny uh, yeah. for now. Um, Johnson Clark-Harris, the, the player who, we, um, who I... Very condescendingly said, "Oh, he tried his best on on, on Sunday show." Then we get home to find out that we put a, a bid in for him. So I look, <laughs> I look like a right rod. And um, uh, <laughs> rod. yeah, and I mean, would you have been happy with that signing? We, we saw him play. He came off the bench against Rotherham uh, for Rotherham, and we only saw him play for about half an hour. He, he was involved in chances, but he missed them. I mean, high, highly rated at Rotherham, but not quite. I mean, that you wouldn't have thought that was the sort of signing we'd want to be making at this time. 
I only saw the penalty from the highlights, and obviously from that, I was you saw it, you, when you say you saw it, do you mean you saw it from the highlights, or you saw it flying past Blue Water? <laughs> yeah. Flew past yeah. Blue Water as I was there, yeah. But uh, no, like from what I heard, you've pretty much hit it there that he he created a few chances and he was involved a lot, but at the same time missed a few. Um, but yeah, obviously the deal's been rejected anyway, so he's not coming. But maybe you two can can say a bit more about how he played that day. But mm, he, he just kept missing chances. Yeah, right? I mean, I can only base on what I saw here at the Valley and what I saw yeah. up there. And he just seemed to miss miss his chance. He got in the right positions, but, yeah. for sure. But he missed his chance. He's not someone I'd heard of prior to that game either. So no. it's not like you know, it's not someone that you hear about every week in the championship and you think, oh, I'd like him at my club kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, when he when he came on, you know, he was involved in a lot of stuff um, and, you know, obviously shanked his penalty, which is hilarious. I loved it. At the, I loved the Solly reaction. I tweeted him in after. Oh, because he, he went oh, up and had a go. Oh, I Because, I mean, because the player clearly goes down very easily. Yeah, it I was mean, soft. It yeah. was a soft pen. And Solly's, uh, Solly's not one for going down easily. He went no. up and gave him a little earful, didn't he? Mm. Which I quite enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, even, even if, you know, he was a good player or, you know... but. Firstly, one and a half million is a lot of money, if that's what it was, yeah? And secondly, if Rotherham sold in the predicament they're in, as well as us, they sold possibly their best forward, apart from maybe... Who played up front? Becchio came on. Who else was up front for him? Oh, I can't remember. They weren't that great, because obviously yeah. I don't remember their name. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, for you to sell one of your forwards to a relegation rival in January, you'd be crazy too anyway. So, But, um, yeah, no, if he came here for one and a half million, I would have think. I would have thought... One and a half million could have been spent better, you know, on another fanny or something. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, he was okay. Like he weren't pulling up any trees, though, was he? Really, no. when he came on for me. Yeah. Um, talking of uh, money that could have been spent better, I guess we, we we should mention that this week we we bid a fond farewell to Polish Pete Peter Parzacek. Um, that that three minutes against Birmingham, I mean, that will go down in Charlton folklore, won't it? Yeah, it will. He was. Uh, yeah, and it, we talked a few weeks ago about those signings we've been making via sort of YouTube and stats and not really basing it on, on looking at the player much and it's just one of them. I, I'd almost forgotten he was still here. It's just it's just clearly not worked out and that is one of the, the earliest ones we made. Yeah, so. I mean, he was signed pretty much at the same time we got rid of Jan um, yeah. and I don't know, a lot of people thought he was muted as a replacement for Jan and the, the way he was signed and suggested he was going to be there. Um, I remember I was reading the... <laughs> I was reading the a story about when he was signed the other day, and it suggested that him and Razor were going to be the uh, the competition for Simon Church and Marvin Sordell. And I said, <laughs> "How on God's green earth did we stay up that season yeah. with that as our as our front four? Um, but you know, I mean, we talk about money. I mean, every club makes mistakes in terms of signings like this. Every now and then, you'll get one. I mean, even when Curse was here, we had Martin Christensen and was that Corey Gibbs? I mean, he was unlucky with injuries. In fairness, but you know, every club makes them. But mm. it seems to be that we're making a hell of a lot of these sort of mistakes with your Christophe Lapoise and, and your Polish Peets and your Loic Negos and all these players keep they're coming in when they're not good enough. And you know, even now, like we've signed we've signed these players in January, the likes of Roger Johnson, uh, Diego Poyet, and uh, well, obviously Reese Williams on a short term loan. These are all players that haven't hung around because you know, as soon as a manager with a bit of nous comes in, he's, he's got rid of them straight away so it shows that perhaps the the policy of signings at this club still hasn't got much better no i mean you see this i was like um like you said i mean every, as soon as you bring someone in so rojo was going to be our savior at some stage wasn't he? he was going to come in give us the experience that we needed um that everyone was craving and then obviously riga's coming and he's realized that he's probably not the one that he wants so and obviously changing it just seems our sort of recruitment strategy seems to change from 
month to month or from window to window yeah and there's no stability there and uh, i mean i don't know it's a bit of an odd one really when you when you look at what, what the players were signing and then in the summer is it going to be the same again is it going to be groundhog day where we just sign a couple of unproven people and then come to january panic again and get another couple I mean, of that, that's, bastards. that's what we, that's what we saw last season i think um I, I I sit sit and think about how how things were different or, or similar. Sorry, this time last season. So we'd had we started off the season well. It's obviously last season we had a, a longish ten or eleven game unbeaten run with a lot of draws. But then yeah. things faded away, and then we saw the squad was short, and we saw actually the quality of the players. Some of them weren't good enough, and we had to play youngsters. And things fall away. Then we get to January, make these signings. Uh, save ourselves with some good signings and some good football in the second half of last season and everyone thinks, oh, excellent. And now we, we've made all the same mistakes again this season. And I think even if we do stay up, it's going to be a lot harder this season than it was last season because I don't think we were quite in the predicament we're in last season. Um, if we do stay up, I, I honest, I'll, be, I'll be surprised if people, especially because for starters, I can't see us going on that five, you know, winning five out of six like we did under Guy towards the end of last. I can't really see us going on that run. I hope we do. I don't think we will, though. When we start to play slightly more difficult teams, I think we'll struggle um, to to get a good run like that. I, 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 I've got a feeling we will stay up just. Um, but if we if we do, I don't think it'll be by that big margin. Therefore, I don't think there, there will be this good this good feeling around the club, which we actually had at the end. If people remember, at the end of last season, there was a good feeling. Thing, people thought, oh, they've learned their lesson with these new signings. We've turned the corner. The fact that the same mistakes have happened again and... This sort of thing with the, I mean, the, the Carol Fryer situation, obviously, is a massive dent in any any relationship between the fans and 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 the club here because it was such a bad decision. Mm. I don't think we'll have that same strength of feeling. I don't think even if we do so, I don't think people will be feeling good about the team. I agree. I think um, Polish Pete kind of sums up or represents the whole <laughs> transfer policy since this regime's come in because he's kind of one of the youngest. We supposedly paid a fair amount for him. He's the most unproven and he's had the like least success here. So he kind of encapsulates everything that every other signing's come in and had. And he's also been here, obviously, the longest time without making any sort of real appearance apart from that, that three minutes. So the one thing you can think is obviously now Riga's here, he's clearly doing things his own way and he's getting rid of these players that aren't good enough. And he's saying, no, I'm not going to play him. I'm going to play who I think is right and I'm going to try and take hold of that. Obviously, you've said yourself that you're a bit sceptical about the 18-month contract. But if if he is to stay on, then that's the one bit of maybe continuity that would make things change. I think if he goes, there's a real danger we would do the same thing over again next season. But I'm not sure under Riga a summer transfer window would be quite as bad as it has been over the last few years. Well, we do hope. I mean, we're still getting trying to get used to the, the, the Riga signings as such. And what uh, the Riga signings, what we've got over the last few weeks... And still <laughs> debating. Obviously, he doesn't. It sounds well. It sounds like at times he doesn't pick the player because we saw the Reese Oxford situation. He was told the player was coming, and he said no. Um, so it's still debatable who picks them. But he, he, obviously, he has to okay them. Mm. Um, Tukshera look, looks all right so far. Happy with him so far. Two games in, um, <clears throat> and obviously then now we've got the two signings that we're. You know, we've got was it we've got Yaya Sonoga and we've got Rod Fanny and we're going to see how um how these people are going to get on and and so we're we're still learning exactly what a Jose Riga signing is like, really, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, George. Um, yeah. I thought first off, I thought George was probably our man of match on Saturday. I thought yeah. I thought he was absolutely awesome. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of them ones he doesn't he doesn't fanny about at the back. Do you know what I mean? He goes. Yep. So he don't, <laughs> he don't fanny. He don't fanny. He just sort of get if he's under pressure, he just gets rid of it. 
Yeah. And that's and that's what we needed. We just needed someone like that just to stop mucking around and just get on with it. And I, th- I thought you awesome on um, Saturday. So yeah, he's coming. And that's a Jose, Jose signing. You know, and, and we said that. We said, it was it in the pipeline? But then, you know, he's worked under Jose at Standard. So if that's anything to go by, then obviously things are, you know, going to be a lot better than getting random sort of Chris Eagles and um, yeah. I think Peter's name. I can't, Polish Peter, I can't pronounce his last name. We said the same about Luzon. I remember when he was here and he had a transfer window, we were saying we're finally going to get to see a Luzon side. And then obviously he left as well. So it's very rare that any of our managers get a chance to sign players and then manage the team that they've put together. Because at some point, one one or other of the either the players or the manager goes. So uh, as I say, what we need is a bit of consistency. We need Riga to have a summer transfer window, bring in his signings <coughs> and then get to actually play them for a bit. And um, yeah, as I say, if he's given that chance, then we can see what he's made of. But um, yeah, as a, as a Nath said there, I think Teixeira looks all right. And uh We'll see what the, these new guys do, but yeah, it's going. It's still going to be tough, like you've said. We're yeah. we're not out of it just yet. All right, let's have thirty seconds uh, break, and then we'll come back and uh, have a word about what Jordan Cousins said in the new shopper today. What do you think about a shot? No, he tees up, looking into the penalty area. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Back channel live here, big match preview. Go look ahead to the Bristol City game uh, in a few moments' time. But right in the, today, well, on the New Shopper website this afternoon, uh, they got hold. I managed to get hold of Jordan Cousins, and um, uh, the, the headline might be slightly deceiving because it says the headline is Jose Riga is the best manager I've ever worked with. Says Charlton star uh, Jordan Cousins. But if you look at the actual um, uh, the actual quote, uh, he, uh, Jordan says, he's very, very good. I've had six managers now and I put him up there at the top. As in, that's when you put someone up there, that sort of means he's one of the best rather than... And who's he comparing them to? Yeah, exactly. Paul yeah. aside. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, you can, you, I'm sure um, 
he says obviously Chris Powell brought me into the first team, but other than that, I think I've in fact he even says it in it. Obviously Chris Powell brought me into the first team, but other than that, I think I've enjoyed working with Jose the most. So therefore, clearly Chris Powell's number one. Yeah. Um, understandably. Uh, oh, should we rank all the managers we've had in order? That'll be that'll be fun. Isn't it? So Carol Fry bottom. Yeah. I think Bob Peters, then Guy Luzon, then yeah. Jose, Chris Powell. I agree with that. Yeah, happy with that. I'd probably I'd probably put Carol near the top. <laughs> Would you? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think yeah, I think that'd be around about the same. I think I think yeah. yeah. You'd have some people that'll probably replace Chrissy with um, Jose. I think because I know there's a few people out there ain't Chris Powell fans. But yeah. um, I'd, I'd I'd agree with you. I'd say Chris Powell by far. I would suggest the only positive step we'd taken until reappointing Riga would have been the lose on in for Peters. But apart from that, we was we're saying that we've got worse with each manager. Yeah, yeah, but oh, the, the decision that they've made has been the right one every time. Yeah, so yeah. it's paid off now. Yeah, <laughs> we come round in a circle. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so the, these comments from from Jordan. I mean, yeah, like, like I said, I think it's been slightly mixed up. But you, you probably would agree that that Jose's the the better of all the what, 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 I, what some people would call a network manager. Although I. Uh, I don't know if I'm being sort of caught up in the in the Riga hype or, or a bit of PR from from Jose Riga, where he he, dis, he does distance himself from the network a lot. But he does feel to me that he's not quite as networky a, man, a network manager as some of the other ones. Yeah, no, he's probably not as much as the others. And I mean, um, whether or not if we delve into it and say, you know, if he means Chris or or um, Jose, the main thing for me is that he's actually coming out and saying saying something like it, and it's not a case of just going, oh. You know, you know, we're all happy with the manager, and but he's actually coming out and stating personally um, how much he's enjoying it. And from like we said off air, his performance on Saturday was probably his best performance of the season. Well, it was in my opinion anyway. Well, for Jordan, yeah, by wow. a country mile. Yeah, I mean, he's um, I was saying I said on Sunday, like he's um, I think Jordan's always going to be the sort of player who's going to chase chase around and, and get mm. his tackles in but when, when you see his distribution at times especially this season they have been very disappointing but there was mm. a couple of wonderful balls played on that one for Joey wasn't it when he yeah for the, for one, the one for the goal. second goal yeah. Yeah, he played it down the down the line for Johan there was another one he played just dinking it over the top for Igor in the first half which yeah. he got into and that's a, a big part of his game that mm. has needed to improve this season hopefully mm. it's a surefire sign that it has with a uh, with Saturday's performance, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it goes back onto players playing with confidence and playing with, you know, without fear. And when when players aren't scared to make a mistake, you're going to try different passes and try passes that in tighter angles you probably wouldn't do in when you're not in a confident frame of mind. So obviously that's obviously saying a lot from Jordan's perspective that he was trying all those because before he went sideways and backwards the rest of the, the beginning of the season. But yeah, no, he was awesome on Saturday. So. Yeah. I think if um, if if Jose Riga keeps us up, where would you rank that in terms of the uh, achievements that the Charlton managers have done in the last few years? I think obviously Chris Powell won League One with 101 points, with uh, 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 and did very well in, in the transfer market. Um, Traffic. What else have managers done recently for us? I mean, Parky managed to get us into the playoffs with no budget, I guess, in league in our first season in League One. Um, but apart from that, you know, where would you rank that as if Jose does keep us up? I think this has to be up there, certainly in recent years. I think obviously Powell's title win and the fact that there was such a big turnover of players that summer, I think to do that was obviously incredible. I think the next season to finish, what did we finish, ninth or eighth in the ninth, championship? Yeah. Again, a huge achievement. But I think given just how much turmoil this club's been in this season, both on and off the pitch, I think if we manage to stay up here, that's that's got to be up there with that title win in League One, because yeah, under Fry we we pretty much resigned ourselves to the fact that we were down and there was nothing we could do. And 
now there's that little glimmer of hope. You know, we beat Bristol City at the weekend. There's a chance we could be out of the relegation zone. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, I think if he does that, he's certainly answered any critics he yeah. has. Talking of little glimmers of hope, um, this one's actually <laughs> for Carroll. Um, uh, Bromley sat the manager today, so there's a there's a space available if you want to. Goldberg's gone. Yeah, Goldberg. Yeah, Goldberg. No, he got sacked. It was very harsh. But uh, yeah, so there's a job in England that Carol Fry might nearly be qualified to do now, which is nice. <laughs> I, you know, and like you know, if he goes, if he if he tries and gets, I hope he gets it and does well. But, um... I'm only joking. He's not going to try and get that. <laughs> imagine, imagine though. Yeah, oh, right. and then that... you'd have to interview him yeah. again for Bromley or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, right on. Uh, we're playing in a few weeks' time on Tuesday, February the 23rd, away to Preston. And the club are repeating the offer that they did for the Rotherham game in uh, three coaches. It's a Tuesday night, so I think no matter which way you look at it, the, the take-up's not going to be huge. But, it's, mm. you know, we, we do need fans at this game, so I guess it's quite a good uh, a good, a good gesture, really, isn't it? Mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not cheap to go away in general anyway, so going away on a Tuesday night isn't going to be a lot cheaper, so... You know, fair play to the club for um, putting it on, and you know, hopefully, a load of people would take advantage of the fact that you know they're going to get free travel. Um, yeah, it's again, you know, it's a winnable game. We're not exactly going to loot, get smashed. Um, <laughs> got smashed by my own. But yeah, we did. To be fair, but I mean, it's it, we got a decent chance, and you know, hopefully, everyone can go up there and we try and bring something back. But um, I won't be uh, taking the opportunity yeah, up no. just due to work, so I can't. I can't really. They're not to give take you annual leave at your work. Yeah, I, yeah, they do. But to take it off to go away to Preston, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of doing that, Ethan? Potentially, yeah. Well, it's a game that I would never have even considered yeah. before seeing this, and now that it's there, I'm thinking if I can work the time with work, then it, it <clears> might be an option because yeah, it's, well, I think the match ticket's about twenty five quid. Twenty four so quid, yeah. 24. Yeah, so to get all the way up there and see a game for twenty five quid, you know, it's not bad going, and there'll be people who have got more more availability to go who I think will definitely take it up based on that and uh, like you've both said there we need as many people there as we can because yeah. we're still what, what date is it? Uh, it's 23rd is it? Uh, yeah Tuesday February 23rd I think whatever we do in between now and that game we're going to need points from that game anyway mm. so yeah. Um, yeah. yeah the more people up there the better and I think it's a it's a good step from the club for sure no yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're only one in. This is a slight bugbear with the, the away coach travel. They're only, they're only at the moment. They only plan on running one coach, and it starts at Larkfield and it goes everywhere before starting the, before going to Charlton. So you have to get on the coach at Larkfield at ten forty-five, and that coach doesn't leave Charlton until one. So mm. for an away game that's on a Tuesday night, you're travelling around South East London for two hours, fifteen minutes. So I think I, I don't know if I read it wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that on the Huddersfield coach, there's only what twenty-one people on a coach. Yeah. So I mean, you could obviously that's not you're gonna have like two seats yourself anyway. So that's quite, a, but um, yeah, it's a bit annoying unless, mm. and I mean, if there's for, an, if there's enough uh, take up, they're gonna put on two coaches and change that. Yeah, yeah so but I mean, for you, time. you'll be on the last stop anyway, won't yeah, you? So you'd be, be quite sweet. Yeah. yeah. So where where where's it start? Ten thirty, Larkfield. Where's Lark, that? Yeah, it's down in Kent somewhere. Oh, right, I had okay. to Google it because I'd never heard of it. All oh, right, yeah, no, yeah. no. Right. Well, it goes goes sort of everywhere before going to um to Charlton. So yeah, so if you want to go to Preston, there will be a free coach available for you. Right, we're going to be back in uh, 30 seconds or so. We're going to talk about uh, looking ahead to this Saturday's game with Bristol City. So am I still waiting for this world to stop hating? Can't find a good reason, can't find hope to believe in. Great home drive. Can he get across into the middle? He can. This cuts into the far post. Yeah! That's good. Come on! Charlton Live. 
So welcome back to Cheltenham Live here. The big match preview, and of course we need to preview this Saturday's game with uh, Bristol City. Another another six-pointer, really. We, we did really well last week, but we need to uh, have another dose of that on Saturday, don't we? Yeah, I mean, we need to emulate um, the performance we on, we had on Saturday because uh, even though Bristol City are down the with us, they don't really, the last, I've just looked, their last five games, they, they don't really concede many goals. No, um, they changed the manager recently as well, they? Yeah, so, I mean... To... Well, they, haven't, they haven't actually got a new manager in yet, they've just sacked... Um, Cotterell, didn't they? Yeah, Steve Cotterell. But, um... Need an interim. <laughs> That's what Bromley have got actually. Bromley have got an interim head, uh, interim manager after Mark Goldberg. I was like, God, here we go again. Interims everywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right. So uh, Jose Riga, uh, he doesn't do a press day, but he speaks to uh, he spoke to the club. So George Jones from uh, Cheltenham uh, had a had a quick chat with Jose Riga this afternoon to find out his thoughts are uh, before Saturday's game. Jose, we've got Crystal City to come at the Valley on Saturday. I imagine the training ground has been a, a very nice place to be after last weekend's win at Robbery. Sure, sure. When when you achieve what you are looking for, and the way we did it, of course, uh, for for all the club, not only the player, not only the staff, all the club, you you have more smile than usual. And it's quite normal. There were lots of positives to come from the game: scoring four goals, uh, Simon scoring twice. We defended well when we had to. What pleased you most about that performance? But. As you told right now, I mean, when we speak about well defending, scoring, individual score, um, the commitment was just perfect. And what was very, very good for us is that uh, we spoke about the game before. We put the focus on some point that we have to try to exploit. That's what we did during the game. And all the, 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 the players were involved in it because we defend well, we can go in counter very fast in a good way. The finishing was great, so it's about, again, what did the squad, all the squad, not only the player on the pitch, it's more easy to be performing on the pitch when you have already teammates ready on the bench and with you in terms of mentality, in terms of uh, willing, in terms of uh, belief. And of course, also, uh, I have to say that our fans, again, were also uh, part of the performance. And for you as well, how important was it for you, do you think, to get that first win after coming back in? Yeah, of course, uh, about the credibility, it's always important, for sure. But it's because I think with the staff, we were working on, on, on the preparation of the game, we were working on trying through the session training to bring something. So I had to have an overview of the team to know much better what we're able to achieve with the team, to make some choices, of course. For sure, not definitive one, because with the number of games, everybody will be concerned by, by the fight we, we, are, we have to face. So, yeah, I was pleased for many reasons, and not only for me. We've got Bristol to come on Saturday. And what type of challenge are you expecting them to give us? But I'm happy first to, to play home. Uh, I'm sure, again, our fans can, can be our 12th man again. And more than away, even away. <laughs> they show that they were there. Uh, I know also that Bristol will, will attract a lot of supporters also. And um, yeah, it's again important game because because again we fight again an opponent direct opponent so it can offer us to make a big step forward this time 
not definitive because all the time we have many games, many points to lose, to win. But anyway, we are at home and we have to think about the last performance, why we, we were able to achieve and what we were using to do it. And so this is, this is a, a, good, a good reference about what we have to do. We added Yaya and Rod on transfer deadline day. What can they add to the squad? But I think um, we need offensively uh, other solution, other option, other player. So with Yaya we bring one striker more, we lose two. So we have at least replace with one or two. We'll see what happens. So it gives us, um, I repeat, other possibilities because, you know, the bench and all the squad is very important, not only the player uh, on the pitch and and um, yeah about uh, a fan is is also a player with a lot of experience playing a lot of game with Marseille one year ago uh, Champions League uh, it's polyvalent player defender so it gives us other option also and what I expect from them is that they help the team they had the club in why in what we are looking all for i mean to to stay so that's very important now about bristol our next opponent what i have to say also is that it's i saw them now and i will see them again and we prepare of course uh, the game in this way by by seeing the opponent and it's a very good team too i mean it will be a very tough game because uh, they also, most of the time, in their games, they show a lot of spirit, a lot of commitment. Uh, you see the results always very close. So, yeah, tough game, but the game that uh, when you are competitor, you, you like to to face with. How are we looking injury-wise? Could Rod Nyaya be involved on Saturday? No, it's too early. We, we don't think it's not only about uh, being injured or not, it's just about uh, just to be fit, uh, about the fitness and also about knowing the team. I never want to rush with this kind of situation. It's not uh, the good way to do the thing as for the player and as for the team. So I think we just prepare to start with us next season training session and to be fit for our next challenges. Do we have anyone else back? I know Ali's been back out running on the grass. How, how's he getting on? Who? Ali Diara's been back running out on no, the grass. No, it's too early. It's too early. Um, again, everything is in the right direction. I mean, no no delay, no, no something postponed. Uh, we are in time. But um, we'll see each day, um, give us an answer and, and we do the thing in a way that we don't want to take any risk. It will be crazy to, to rush and now we know also that we have players already uh, able to achieve what we are looking for, but again, with a number of games, uh, we'll need everybody, but completely fit. Jose Riga there. Uh, not knowing who Alu Diara is, <laughs> I think he misheard. Yeah, I think he misheard George at one point. Um, uh, talking about players potentially coming back, so it could be important. But um, you know, looking ahead, I mean, our um, our performance against Bristol City on Boxing Day at Ashton Gate was one of our worst performances ever. 
and uh, certainly um, no manager managing that should uh, have the need to speak to anyone else after that game uh, about their performance. But, uh, you know, because it was a poor game. Mm. Yeah, no, and it, but obviously the only hope we've got is that was a time when we was under um, uh, an interim one or manager or whatever you want to call it when he was um, when he was here. So it's different, different game, different circumstances, different players, uh, more upbeat. So yeah, um, you know, as I said earlier, I said earlier, they don't concede many goals, but they just start on the front foot because again, if we lose, we're going to be cut adrift again. And Saturday's performance and victory obviously seems as points lost really because we got back in back in square one and they're a team around us so we did say four points didn't we I think last Thursday did we all say sort of four, so points four points was minimum, minimum. Mm. so but now we've got that three I think yeah now you've got a home six is there yeah is there at home taking. yeah no I agree definitely and I, I, I think we will but you know yeah yeah um, they, they've made quite a big signing during the week uh, Lee Tomlin's joined on loan from uh uh, from Bournemouth, mm. I didn't even I didn't even realise he was at Bournemouth. I just assumed he was still at Middlesbrough. But yeah, so he signed for Bournemouth in the summer and hardly made any appearances there. So he's a uh, you know, he's a player to watch out for, isn't he? A player I would have loved us to have signed him. I was going to say when we were talking earlier about that Rotherham player, and I said like he's not someone that you really hear of. Tomlin's obviously the complete opposite. Uh, he maybe has been a bit quiet over the last season or so, but he's someone who's got a lot of Championship experience, knows the league, you know, has a good reputation amongst the league as well. So yeah, it could be a dangerous player, but. Like Nave says, I think, again, six points are there over these two games and I think we've got to go out and try and get them and I don't think he's going to make enough of a difference to stop us doing that and I think, uh, yeah, we've just got to take that momentum from last week into Saturday. If we can get a win uh, against Bristol City, that would put us above them. They're one point above us. They're still in the relegation. And we wouldn't necessarily be out of the relegation zone if we did win because, um, you know, Rotherham or or MK could go and get a win and and we'd still be below them. But, Mm. you know, such a huge chance. It'd be such a big... um, morale boost you know the mentality of just of not just us but the, our opponents if we're beating them yeah no I'd still class Fulham as still part of it and they're mm. what be good what they're 28 aren't they yeah they're only, so, they're only four three, points ahead of so us yeah, yeah they concede more they concede they concede goals for fun as well as scoring they concede as well so our, even if we do win you know we ain't gonna be resting on our laurels and stuff so but I mean that the mentality and the mindset of the players of seeing themselves outside that bottom three if we do win on Saturday is gonna be absolutely huge and then it will, it will happen like we did when Jose, Jose was here last time. We got out of the bottom three and then you build that momentum and you try and keep it going. And then you come against the teams after that. Who we, who we got after that? We got some tricky ones, didn't we? Probably, yeah. So I know we got we got Brent Brentford. We got foot. We got yeah. We got Fulham coming up. That's another another game that we're going to need to win, even though our shocking record there. But <laughs> you know what I mean. And yeah, so we just need to try and just try and. Don't, I just hope no one starts panicking if we're not winning after. Because yeah. that's what we didn't do. We got an early goal against Rotherham, which settled a lot of us down. Um, so hopefully we can have like a start like it, but we don't you know, necessarily need to score the first 15 minutes. But. Yeah, but we saw, we saw also um, the reaction to conceding a goal at Rotherham as well. Whereas under Fry in particular, conceding a goal opened the floodgates. This time we conceded mm. a goal and we didn't panic. And, mm. and we came. So it is important, even, even if we do concede a goal, to just try and stay calm and, and try and play our football because we saw mm. on uh, on Saturday at, at, when we're on it we can actually play mm. and uh, Bristol City have lost their last four, four away games mm. so you know it's, a, it's certainly a chance for us isn't it yeah definitely and um, obviously against Forest in uh, the end of January obviously I think we went behind in that game didn't we and managed to, to get it back and then Blackburn we went a goal up and then conceded one but again managed to, to hold on for a draw and then like you say, Rotherham, we've then conceded again, but that time we've gone on to turn it back around and win it. So, yeah, there's certainly a different sort of uh, 
toughness into the back four and across the side where when we do concede we don't assume that it's game over whereas there was what at least a six to eight week period where every time we conceded the heads went straight down and and it's not like that now so yeah it's we don't want to get carried away it's just that one win and we said that on Sunday as well but Bristol City represents a really good chance to to get six points from two massive games and and potentially drag ourselves out of the relegation zone. Expect to see any changes to the starting lineup? Uh, no, not at all. I think um, unless there's any fresh Maybe injury. Also got Adam Lutman's on the bench now. Yeah, no, I'd I'd keep the same. I'd keep everything exactly the same. I'd keep the same back four. I'd keep this. I'd keep Morgan in there. I'd keep um, same midfield. I mean, I keep everyone the same. Provided there's no injuries, and you know. Um, you know, with something massively tactical, which I don't can't see us drastically changing for Bristol City. To be honest, um, I think it'll be the same lineup. I think, which would be very just. You can't if you win a game, which we haven't done in eleven games, and then change the eleven. I think it's it's, it's crazy. You could see, you could just imagine that there would be a slight temptation to change things up top if Adam O'Lunnan is ready. Um, obviously, mm. it'd be very difficult to drop Mackinock after scoring twice, yeah. but, and, and Eagle got one as well. But you think Mackinock and Lookman could work, or? Better Kaylee and Lookman could work. I think both of those would mm. work, but I think, like you say, Mackinox, you can't drop him after his two goals. Mm. Um, Such a battling performance from him. Yeah, and Igor, I think, is just needing all this game time to get mm. back up to speed, and he he slowly improved game on game, and now he's you know to then just put him out just because Lookman's fit. I don't mm. think that's right. No, I think we can keep introducing Lookman from the bench, and if he keeps grabbing goals from that position, great. And then maybe we throw him in in three or four games time. But at the moment, I think Igor deserves his chance. Because like on Saturday, he, there was a couple of times where Igor held his own as well, and like they couldn't get the ball off him. He was yeah. holding it up. He was shielding it off. And he, I think he got two, at least two or three free kicks. Yeah, he won that free kick for Johan, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. By, by a good play. Uh, right, let's get your predictions in then. Uh, start with you, Tom. Uh, a two nil. Yeah. Two nil to Charlton. To Charlton, yeah. Yeah. I'm, right. go, I'm going two nil double, Joey. Joey double. Yeah. Johan Berg Goodmanson at the, at the double. Uh, oh, right. I'm actually going to get back on the predicting a win bandwagon for the I, first actually, time. Actually, what did you do last time, actually? I we predicted should... a one all draw. Can't you do that again? Because yeah. we, we predicted wins last time yeah. and yeah. you predicted a draw. All right, I'll go for a one all draw again then. And this, uh, <laughs> that, that should therefore ensure <laughs> that we that we take all three points. Yeah. So if we, win, if we win on Saturday, the rest of the season, you're just predicting one all draws, regardless <laughs> who we're playing, yeah. one all draws. And then surely the magic will wear off at some point. Yeah, and then you just go down to five nil losses again. <laughs> <laughs> those are the days yeah, yeah. right uh, that's pretty much all we've got time for on this week's uh, big match preview don't forget if you want to join us on Sunday evening uh, we'll be uh, talking about whatever happened here at the Valley on Saturday uh, and uh, don't forget all of our shows are available as podcasts in iTunes as you know because you've downloaded this one which is only a podcast that was pointless me saying that uh, <laughs> if you can't get to the Valley on Saturday make sure you join in to, uh, tune in to BBC London for up- updates from me or you tune in to CFC Player for a full match commentary from Terry and uh, someone uh, right, Tom, thanks for coming in this evening. Cheers, Louis. Thanks for coming in, Nath. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate. I've been your host, Louis Mendes. Let's hope the addicts can continue this fine run of form and uh, this uh, this one-game winning run could be extended. We'll see you on Sunday evening. Come on, you Reds. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.